Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Even though you are quiet, we embrace you on this Saturday morning, giving God all the praise, honor, and glory for another day for waking us up this morning in our right mind. Thank you, God. Oh, God, we thank you on this morning, oh, God. Thank you, God, for being a way maker, always making a way out of no way for us, oh, God. Always protecting us and guiding us, oh, God. Even when we fall short, God, you still have our back no matter what, God. And this morning, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you, oh, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. On this morning, oh, God, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We usher in your presence this morning, oh, God, giving you all the honor, glory, and praise. Oh, we thank you. You are a way maker and a miracle worker. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You never stop working. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. This is a thank you, God, morning. We thank you for waking us up in our right mind. We thank you that we have breath in our body. We thank you for clothing us, oh God. We thank you for providing for us. We thank you for watching over our children. We thank you for putting us in the positions, oh God, that we're in, oh God. If it wasn't for you, oh God, where would we be on this morning, this amazing Saturday morning, oh God? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, we thank you. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody that jumped on that would like to say good morning? Ooh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am so grateful on today. Thank you for another day, oh God. Yes, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you on this morning, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. I'm not going to complain. Great. Great. Good to hear that. 
Yeah, grateful for another day of life. Just a Amen. tad under the weather, but it's okay. Oh, well. I know how that feels, so I'll mm-hmm. pray for you, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> You're so welcome. Thank you, thank you. You have a blessed day, okay? Thank you, Susie. You do the same. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else join the call this morning that would like to take the time to say good morning? As we usher in the presence of the Holy Ghost on this Saturday morning, God, we thank you. We're so grateful to you on this morning. Thank you, God. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else joined the call that would like to take the time to say good morning? You deserve, he deserves all the glory on this Saturday morning. Thank you, God, for another day. Yes, oh God, thank you. Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? My name is Janae Wafer. This is my first time joining the call. Good morning, Miss Janae Wafer. Thank you so mo- so much for calling in on this morning. Who invited you to um, declare victory? Uh, Miss Tanya. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. You will definitely be blessed. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. As we just wait for the rest of the people to join, we're just, I have on some music. I hope it's not too loud. Just to set the atmosphere on this Saturday morning. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your worthy, God. We thank you. We thank you, God. You are worthy for everything. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful to be amongst the living on this Saturday morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Go ahead, I'm sorry. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Sister Cynthia. Good morning. Good morning, this is Tanya. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else called in at this time that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Sister Juanita. Good to hear everybody's sound on this Saturday morning. Oh, he's so good to us. Thank you, God, for another day. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday. Good morning, good morning. 
Anybody else like to say good morning at this time? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Saturday. God bless you. God bless you, too. I heard somebody else. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Good morning. Hi. Good morning. This is Sister Denise. Good morning, Sister Denise. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Happy Saturday. Yeah, we're doing well, girl. The fact that we woke up this morning and we're on this prayer call getting ready to usher in the presence of the Holy Ghost and hear some good words this morning. I'm so grateful. Amen. I'm with you. Good morning. It's Didi. Happy Saturday, everybody. Good morning, Sister Didi. Happy Saturday. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, I can. Hi. Good morning. This is Patia. I'm from New Jersey. First time on. And I'm excited about the word that is going to be given today. Good morning. You said Chia? Fatia. 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 Welcome, Fatia. Welcome to Declare Victory, and you will be blessed. It's so so great to hear your sound on this morning. Who invited you to the call? Um, Pastor Lavelle. Pastor Lavelle Jones. Amen. 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 You're welcome. East Coast in the house. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else calling that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's Miss B. Good morning, Miss B. Good morning, family. It's Rochelle. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Anybody else? Hey, good morning. This is Kendra. Good morning, Kendra. Good morning. Anybody else before we move on would like to say good morning? We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning. This is Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I apologize if I sound a little nasally this morning. Um, we're getting ready to uh, transition to the next segment of the call. Before we do that, is there anybody else that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. This is Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Okay, it's mm-hmm. time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us here in the, uh, in, be sure to join us daily in December for the monthly theme entitled Focus. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There are, uh, there's one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving 
in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting us, declarevictory.org, paypal.me, forward slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, declarevictorynow. We pray many blessings be our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There were no prayer requests on the app this morning. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is from Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. And before I pass the call, I'm going to ask everyone to please double check, triple check, look down at your phones and make sure that you are muted at this time as I now pass the call to Sister Lisa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord Jesus. We just want to say good morning to you and say thank you for this morning. We thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. So we have decided because you said it in your word that we should rejoice and be glad in it, Father. Somebody woke up this morning, they weren't feeling too well. Somebody woke up this morning and um, they lost a loved one. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. And so, God, we give thanks for any situation that we find ourselves in. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We glorify you and we bless you. And we exalt your holy name for you are a good, good Father. You are great and you have been so great to us. Forgive us for when we have overlooked what you've done. Forgive us for when we've decided that we thought we knew better than you. And, God, we just thank you because you are sovereign. You are our king. You are the lover of our soul and the lifter of our heads. You are coming back for your people, and you declared that we are your people. And for that, we say thank you, God. We thank you from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Your name is worthy to be praised. God, we praise you in spite of. We praise you in the midst of. We praise you because of. And we praise you for the things that are yet to happen. God, it looks so bleak in this world, but we still give thanks. We still give thanks because we recognize that you are sovereign, that you are in control, that you are omnipotent. All power belongs to you, that you are omniscient everywhere at the same time. And I thank you, God, that you are that's omniscient and knowing everything and that you are omnipresent, Father, everywhere at the same time. We just thank you for just being God. Nobody can compare to you. We can't even fathom or think or imagine to the extent your greatness, God. We only have a little glimpse of it. And what we do know, we do declare that you are a great, great God. 
Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you for loving us because you see where we shall be, because you know us, you know our frame, you know where we come from. You made us from dirt, but God, you declared that we are vessels of honor, honor unto you. So God, let us be ambassadors that represent you well. Let us be the ones that um, declare your glory in this earth. Let us be the ones that cry out and spare not. Let us be the ones that can be the light and salt that you called us to be, the ambassadors for the world to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's coming back for a church, but that he came to seek and save those that are lost. And Father, help us and forgive us where we've excluded people from your kingdom as if we had the keys to the kingdom to open and shut the doors to let people in. That's not what we've been given those keys for, Father. We've been given those keys to bind and loose and to pray and release things that already been released in heaven, Father. So we thank you for the authority you've given us to use your word. We thank you, God, that we will not use it as a weapon against people, God, but we will use it as a weapon against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, Father. So we declare that we do have the authority to cast the devil out. So Satan, we rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Take your hands off of our minds. Take your hands off of our children. Get back from our jobs. Take your hands off of the church. We know you're not going to do it because that's why you're here to steal, kill, and destroy. Nevertheless, we still speak it. We come together in unity and we believe it to be so because your days are numbered and your time will soon be of God. I thank you that you declare that we already have won the victory, already have won the battle. We just got to stand still and see your salvation. So God, we stand still in the midst. We will fight when you tell us to. We will go when you say go. We will stay when you say stay. Even in the midst of a pandemic, Father, we will still go. If we go in prayer, we thank you, God, for the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through you to the pulling down of strongholds. God, first of all, we pull off the strongholds and we pull them down in our minds. We bring into captivity every single thought that's going on, even in our minds right now, that's contrary to your word. And we bring every thought under the obedience of Christ, God. And we thank you that after our obedience has been fulfilled, we can stand up, God, in our right mind with a mind and be steadfast and unmovable, Father. And I thank you that you tell us, God, to pray, to pray without ceasing. You said men should always pray. So I thank you that you said the fervent effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. But if our thinking is wrong, God, if we have thoughts that are running around in our minds controlling our behavior, God, our prayers can be off. So help us to say focus. Father, we thank you for the theme this month of focus. We thank you that we can set our face towards you like a flint, that we will not look to the left or not look to the right. We will continue to cry out to you, to call unto you, because you are our very present help in time of trouble. Somebody's baby is not home, God, and they're worried and concerned. We ask you, God, to keep your hedge of protection around our children. Cover them in their mess. Cover them while they're doing what they're doing. Cover them while they don't know, Father. We thank you for those children that are following according to your statutes and your precepts. Let them be leaders. Let them rise up. Let them stand up and let them boldly declare your gospel, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for marriages and we lift marriages up before you. For a marriage is something that you've joined together and you said, let no man put asunder. A marriage is a three-strand cord that is not easily broken and I thank you, God, that you are in the midst of it. I thank you that you are the will in the midst of a will, Jesus. I thank you that you are there and you are stronger than any glue. I thank you. You're stronger than any bond. I thank you, God, that you have declared that you put those people together. And sometimes it seems like we've done it, or sometimes we have even done it ourselves. But God, we walk away so easily. 
I pray for strength. I pray for unity. I pray, God, that you would sanctify that home and that family. That's something that you've ordained and you've established, and it's important to you. Father, help us as a group of believers to behave like family. Yeah, families fight a little bit, and they fuss, but they never fall out of love with one another. They shouldn't. God, help us to love in spite of. You said by this what they know, that we're your disciples for the love we have one towards another. Help us to love each other unconditionally. Help us to get past what we think is right. Help us to move out of religion and into relationship, not just with you, but with each other. And that's why you sent us. You said that we had to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love our neighbors as ourselves. And the problem is, God, sometimes we don't love ourselves. Maybe that's the reflection of why and how we love people. Help us. Help us to forgive quickly, God. Help us to not hold offense against one another. Help us to walk as if we're dead men, God, where dead men don't hurt. God, I thank you that we will have trials and tribulations in this world, but you told us to be of good cheer because you've already overcome them. You said the trying of our faith produces something in and through us. So we thank you for that patience that will be produced in us, that experience and that hope. I thank you, God, that that patience will produce for us to be complete, lacking nothing. We stand on your word, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. We stand in spite of God because your word will never fail. It will not return unto you void. You sent it to accomplish what you sent it to do. And I thank you, God, that your word shall not fail. I thank you, God, that your word declares that you are faithful, God. Even when we're not faithful, you remain and abide faithful. I thank you, God, that your word declares that you are a God that shall not change. You are an unchangeable, immutable God. And for that, God, thank you. Thank you that you will not change your love for us. You will not change how you feel about us. You will not change the fact that you sent your son to die for us and that we've been redeemed. I thank you, God. Help us to walk as um, those that have been redeemed. Help us to walk worthy of this calling. Father, we bless you. There's so many things to pray about. God, we pray about the child that's being trafficked right now in the name of Jesus, that you would loose the hand of the enemy, that you would let that child go, that they will be returned to safety. Somebody's looking for them and waiting for them to come home. Father, somebody's being molested right now. We pray that you send your ministering angels to help that child, to help that person. Somebody's in domestic violence at this moment. God, we speak your word that it would send forth, God, that it would erupt the atmosphere, that it would change some things, that it would tear down what's going on. Father, somebody right now is having some problems in their body. You sent forth your word, Father, to heal. And you said because of those stripes you took, Lord Jesus, that we are healed. So I thank you we are healed from sin and sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. For you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And by your stripes, those stripes weren't something that was enjoyable. You took every single stripe for every single wound, for every single thing that we would suffer as a result of sin. And we thank you and we lay hold to our healing. And if we're not Uh, seeing the manifestation. God, we wait until we see the manifestation of that healing coming forth in the name of Jesus. But heal us in our minds to know that all things are possible to them that believe. And God, we believe you, just like the Hebrew boys, that you can deliver. And if you don't deliver, it's not because you can't. So God, we thank you for your will being done in our lives. We pray for the fivefold ministry, the apostles, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, the ministers. God, we pray 
today for all those that you have called out, God, to stand up before your people, that we would walk with integrity, God, that we would lead well, Father, that we would get whole and get healed and allow you to do it, God, so that we don't lead your people astray. We pray for the lay people, God, that they would not look to man as if we have the answers outside of you. God, I thank you that you've shaken up some things. You've changed some things now with this pandemic, and you've caused us to look in the mirror and see where we really stand. Our foundation has been shook to the core, and God, we're still standing. We thank you that it might have been difficult. It might have been a little wavy. Some of us had to bend down, God, but we did not break. We thank you that we are still standing, and because of you, Holy Spirit, you give us the strength and the power. You have taken away the spirit of fear because you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. So we thank you, Father, that we're able to stand and having done all to do that we are able to stand there for. Father, help us to not make a move without you leading and guiding us into all truth. Help us not to say things that even though they sound right, they may not be at the right time. You said there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death or destruction. Help us to know that our steps have been ordered by you and that you are ordering our steps. I pray for the body of Christ all over this world, God, that our faith fail us not. And I pray, God, even like that man did in his moments of unbelief, that you would help our unbelief, God. You're coming back for a church, and we want to see, God, we want to see you come. So we say, come, Lord Jesus. But when you come, we want to be found in faith, and we can only do that when we say, focus. Let us not be distracted by the cares of this world. We take our yoke, and we exchange it for yours, because your yoke is easy, and your burden is light. We exchange this grief and sorrow that we may be experiencing, God, and we lay it at the altar. Everything that's coming against us, God, we take it off of us. We lay it down at your feet and we thank you, God, because you can handle it. You can carry it. And we stand up in boldness and confidence that you've declared that all things are working together for the good of them that love you and that are called according to your purpose. Father, we thank you for your word, for you are great, God. And I thank you, God, that you cannot lie. I thank you, God, that we will stand still and wait for your promise. And while we're waiting, we'll do the work, God. We will do the work with an expectation and a hope that you are going to complete what you've started. You that began a good work in us, you shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. I thank you that we don't have to understand, God, our process that we go through. We don't even have to know, but I thank you, God, that sometimes and every now and then you let us in on what you do and you show us the end from the beginning. You give us dreams and visions and a spoken word, God, to encourage us along this journey. You give us the ability to see beyond what we see in the natural, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are leading and guiding us into all truth and you're showing us things to come. So I ask you to open up our eyes of understanding, open up our ears that we can hear beyond the natural, but in the spiritual, because we are spiritual beings just having a natural experience. And these bodies will go back to the dirt. But God, I bless you for the power that you've given us. You told us through Paul to tell Timothy to stir up the gifts that's on the inside of us. We stir up those gifts that are lying dormant on the inside of us while we're sitting back and letting things happen to us and letting life happen to us. We stand up and we lay hold to your promises that we have the greater one on the inside of us and so that all things are possible. So God, we bless you. Help us to see that we have authority 
Help us to see that we have power that you have given us. Help us to see that we can speak those things that be not as though they were. We have the authority and the power to pull down those things, to help resurrect some things, God, to help speak life into dead situations. God, I thank you for everything that's dead and dying in our lives that's not supposed to, that's dying before it's time. We speak life in the name of Jesus. And for those those things that we're trying to keep alive that should have been dead and gone, God, we release them and we let them go. We thank you that you're sovereign. You know, you know, God, our lives. And because you are a good, good father, because you are a great God, because you know us better than we know ourselves, God, we yield ourselves unto you and we say yes to your way and yes to your will. And some of us have said yes before, God, but we've gone back on that yes. Today, we say yes again to your way. We surrender every single thing, everything that we think that we are. We surrender it to you, God, and we submit ourselves under your will. And we know that you know what's best for us. And we know that you have the best for us in mind, God. It is your will that we would prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. I thank you, but you know the plans and the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts of a future, a hope, and an expected end. And because we trust you and you are a trustworthy God, we are going to take the time this morning, in spite of how we feel, in spite of what's going on, to offer up the sacrifice of praise. So God, we take our phones off of mute this morning and we just say thank you. We just celebrated Thanksgiving just a few days ago, God. And this Thanksgiving was different than any other the Thanksgiving we had experienced, but God, we feel we can thank for every single thing, we can thank in every angle. It might be hard, it might be hard, it might bring tears to our eyes, but God, we still say thank you. God, we still say thank you. 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 Thank you, God. We will not believe you. We will not believe you. We will 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 believe you. We
And for that, we thank God. Thank you, Lady Tracy, for hosting and greeting, and then Lady Lisa for the walking word for um, that awesome time of, of prayer. Amen. We're going to jump right into this word today on focus. Um, the word of the Lord says um, in Mark chapter 9, uh, verse 14, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with him. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, uh, what questions ye with him, with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he, when he saw him, uh, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times he hath cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but thou help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that, the people came running together, and he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter into him, uh, enter no more in, into him. And the spirit shrieked, convulsed the voice violently, uh, and the spirit came out. And he was one as dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted it up, lifted him up. And he arose. And when he was coming to the house, the disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Wow. What a word. What a word. What a word. I'm blessed to be able to share this word this morning because of the dialogue of um, Friday Night Live last night, how Sister Didi did an outstanding job, um, and then the dialogue was so rich, and it brought me to this this morning, how this passage on focus is, um, is exciting to me, and forgive me in advance as I, I approach it rather enthusiastically, because um, I believe that this text is tailored to teach us that though there are many who live in our day and time who um, undervalue and who devalue things and people uh, who, who, who don't really understand how much and how hard and how much it takes in order to get where you are. And even better than that, to get to where God wants you to be. And even though when you find yourself at a place of decadence, um, when you're when you're down and even depressed and even when you're at the place when people really are ready to throw you away uh, i believe that this text is tailored to teach us 
that that in spite of all of that, that we have a God uh, who's in spite of us, who wants to restore us. He, he wants to resuscitate us and he wants to bring us back to life and he wants to put us back in our rightful place. And y'all, please forgive me as I'm doing this this morning. I, I haven't heard the declaration in so long, but I, I think that I'm, I'm really not by myself this morning as I share this, this word, but I, I think I got about 2.5 people on the line who are watching on the Zoom call and, and who are on uh, 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 the prayer line uh, that can testify that you can remember a day and time in which things and people were not so easily disposed of. And in and, and fact, uh, you know, that when you had worked hard or your parents had worked hard for um, a television, a washer and dryer, a refrigerator, or even a vacuum cleaner, when it fell into disrepair, uh, when it wasn't working properly, when it wasn't functioning as it was supposed to, you, you, you recall that, that because your parents had worked hard, so hard for those things that they didn't just simply uh, kick them to the curb or cast them to the side. They, they didn't just put it in the trash and, and they didn't say like this generation does today that I can go to Walmart and I can buy me another one or I can go to Best Buy and I can buy me another one. But, but, but there was a day when things and people were not so easily disposed or discarded. In fact, uh, you remember when uh, your mama's washer and dryer wasn't working properly when uh, what you did was, uh, what we did when we were coming up was we called for the repairman to come. And, and some of you might remember that uh, the repairman would come to your house and he would fix that washer and dryer. In fact, Maytag made a bunch of money on this type of marketing where they suggested that their machines were so efficient that their repair persons rarely had any calls to go on. And somebody remembers that that Maytag repairman, as he sat behind the desk with a newspaper in hand, or oftentimes twiddling his thumbs, because they wanted us to believe that Maytag's functions properly last longer. And, and you know that uh, when your television, when we were coming up, your television fell into disrepair when it wasn't working right. You used to call for the TV repairman and he would come to your house. Somebody please mute your line. Please mute your line. They would come to your house, turn the TV around. And, and, and for the younger squad that's on the line today, uh, 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 he did that and, and, and took the back off of it because before this digital day that we live in, televisions had tubes in the back of it. And what he would do is he would pull each and every tube and test the tube and he would replace the tube and put it back on, turn it around, cut the TV, TV on, and it would be working again. And, and that's because our parents understood that when you had worked hard for something, when you had spent your hard earned money, when you had to even perhaps work overtime in order to have such luxuries in life, when they fell into disrepair, you didn't just kick it to the curb. You didn't just set it out for the trash. You didn't just dispose of it, but you called somebody who could fix it and make it work the way that it used to work. And in fact, uh, you yourself at certain points have been 
uh, I would call a shade tree repair man yourself because even when your vacuum cleaner broke, you you flipped it over on the backside and you took off the plate and, and you took the belt out of it. And the reason you took the belt out of it is because experience experience taught you that before you go and buy another belt, you better take the old belt because it might have been a Hoover or it might have been a Eureka, but there were different belts for different vacuum cleaners. Took the belt off and you went to Sears, Ace Hardware, and you came back with the belt and you put it back in, flipped it back over, cut it on, vacuumed the whole crib because you had worked hard for that vacuum cleaner. You had spent your hard earned money. And even though it had fell into disrepair, you didn't just kick it to the curb, cast to the side, or throw it away but but what you decided you decided that it was worth saving it was worth salvaging because you had worked hard for it you wanted to see it back working in its right place and, and i said all of that to say in our focus that that i'm glad that we serve a god who looks at you and who looks at I, myself and even though we may not be functioning as some people think we ought to function and 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 even though we might be in a place of disrepair even though we might be in a place that we ain't working right that he doesn't just simply kick us to the curb or cast us aside or throw us in the trash but 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 somebody on this line today, you ought to be hallelujah happy, even in the midst of COVID-19, that we serve a God that will restore our focus. He will resuscitate us. He will bring us back to life. He will revive us. He will restore us, and he wants to put us back in our rightful place. And, and though your friends and, and, and your family members may want to throw you out, may want to cast you aside, somebody um, on the line today, you, you really ought to be hallelujah happy because you can testify today that they might want to throw you away, but God doesn't want to just cast you to the side and he'll never kick you to the curb. And so um, uh, 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 we need to understand that in this day and time, as, as we go through every juncture of this life that sometimes it, it may look like I'm dead. It may look like it's over. I might look like I'm done, but, but, but you ought not uh, just count me out just yet. Um, and, 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 and y'all, we ought to have a little fun as, as, I, as, I'm, as I'm talking about this this morning uh, because the text is, is exciting to me this morning because, because in the text we meet, we meet a concerned father and then, and then we see a Christ that's frustrated. But then lastly, I see a church that has failed. You missed it. Let me rewind it. I said, I see a concerned father. I see a Christ that is frustrated, but I also see a church that has failed. Because while Jesus was up on the mountaintop, uh, the mountain of transfiguration, if you remember the text correctly, down in the valley, uh, uh, those, those, those other nine disciples were dealing with a daddy who brought a son who's been possessed by a demon spirit. And, and unfortunately, after Jesus descends from the mountaintop, he raises the question uh, with those other nine disciples. He says, what are you arguing with these people about? Because the reality is that rather than help the father who had a son who was in a bad situation, they, 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 they were like the good church people we meet who would rather argue about stuff that doesn't matter, you know, petty points and positions, argue and fuss and fight about who should get the certificate of appreciation and 
They fail to realize that there's a father who's concerned about his son. And though Jesus had gone up on a mountain, they don't understand that there's some work that still needs to be done down in the valley. And, and, and let me just pause right here because, because somebody that's listening to me needs to understand and needs to hear this, that, that we really ain't got time in this, in this pandemic. We ain't got time to argue about who's going to do what and who's going to be first and who's going to be last. Because at the end of the day, there's some people who need help at the help house. That, that, that There's some, some fathers who need help at the help house. There's some people who are hurting that needs to be healed at the help house. So, so, so we can't spend a bunch of time arguing about stuff that really don't matter. It, it don't matter who, 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 who leads the song. It don't matter uh, who cleans up the building as long as it gets clean. It doesn't matter who directs the choir as long as they can direct. Uh, the only thing that matters is that there's somebody who needs some help down in the valley. And if I can't get any help at the help house, somebody tell me, where am I going to get some help? And, and, and when I looked at this last night, uh, Jesus sounds, he sounds Didi, he sounds like a, a, a a frustrated pastor because 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 when he comes off of the mountain he, he raises this question and he says what are you arguing with them about and and he sounds like a frustrated pastor because the daddy comes in verse 17 and says listen jesus he said he said i brought my boy i brought my son to your disciples i, I brought my son to your church and the sad part about it is your church couldn't do anything about it I mean, I brought my son to the people that you left behind that should have been able to cast this spirit out, but they couldn't do anything. And, 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 and listen to the frustration of the master as he says, oh, you faithless and perverse or unbelieving generation. He said, how long should I put up with you? How long am I going to have to deal with you? He says, bring the boy to me. Because Jesus is trying to express to them, because if you've been in church any length of time, at some point you ought to get it. At some point you ought to stop uh, whining and complaining about who didn't speak to you. At some point you ought to get it. At some point you ought to understand that we don't come to church to play church, but, but we come to church to be the church. We don't come to church uh, because we're trying to get our spiritual rocks off, but, but we come to church because we're trying to get empowered to even be able to go into the world so we can help somebody. At, at the end of the day, you ought to get it. You, you ought to understand that it, it, it really ain't about you, it ain't about you, it ain't about you, and it ain't about you. Uh, uh, and so we really need to get it because, because Jesus is frustrated because the church is arguing about stuff that, that doesn't matter. I mean, they don't get it. So, so he says, bring the boy to me. And then when he gets there, uh, the text word says that the spirit uh, convulsed the boy, and Jesus asked the father, he said, how long has he been this way? And the father says, uh, uh, he, he, he's been like this since, since uh, I mean, I mean he, 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 since he was uh, a little boy. And, and he said, Jesus, if you think this was something, you, you, you should have seen him when that spirit told him to commit suicide by, by drowning himself and told him to cast himself into the fire. He says, but, but Jesus, if you can do anything, he says, have mercy on us. 
He says, however you meet and measure mercy. He said, do it, Jesus. He said, if you can do anything, have mercy on us. And y'all, let me pause because I can remember my grandmother in the bathhouse of, of 337 South Brown Street in Bakersfield, California. And she would be down in the back washing clothes. And every now and then, I would sneak back there and I would see clothes go flying all everywhere in the air. And my grandmother would be back there hollering, Lord, have mercy. And I said, Mama, why do you keep hollering, Lord, have mercy? She said, because, boy, the longer you live, you discover that you can't live without the mercy of God. And so, so I've lived long enough to know that Big Mama was right, that when I'm in trouble, Lord, have mercy. When I'm sick, Lord, have mercy. When, when I got problems, Lord, have mercy. When, when I got financial troubles, Lord, have mercy. When, when things ain't going right, Lord, have mercy, because you have to understand mercy keeps me from what I do deserve, but grace gives me what I don't deserve. And I heard him singing that it was your grace and your mercy that brought me through. So however you meet and measure mercy, Lord, do it. However you take pity on me, Lord, do it. And, and, and somebody needs to say that every now and then. Sometimes you need to just be sitting on your couch. And sometimes every now and then you ought to lift your hands and say, Lord, have mercy. He says, he says, I'm getting excited, y'all. Let me slow down. He says, he says, he says, he says, well, well, listen, he says, he says, the if ain't on me. He says, but the if is on thee. Y'all missed it. Let me rewind it. He says, he says, the if ain't on me. He says, the if is on thee. He says, because if you can believe, he says, everything is possible if you can believe. Y'all missed it again. He said, he said, the if ain't on me. He said, the if is on thee. Verse 23, if you can believe, he says, everything is possible. Jesus says, if you can believe, he says, your marriage can stay together. If you can believe, your health and healing and wholeness will be on the way. If you can believe, and the question is not on him, it's really on you. He says, because if you can believe, he says, all things are possible. So let me just pause right here because uh, there, there are at least uh, uh, five of y'all in the room who, who, who need to catch what I'm throwing this morning because I'm trying to help you understand that, there, there, that, that, that there's nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing that God cannot do. I mean, money is funny. Change is strange. He can do it. You're sick and almost unto death. He can do it. You might be in trouble. You might have trouble on your mind. He can do it because there's nothing that my God cannot do. Is there anybody on the line who's willing to testify that if you've got the faith, God's got the power, and he can do anything but fail? He says, if you can believe, he said, all things are possible. Ah, where's your focus? He says, if you can believe. And I hear him saying, well, he says, well, Lord, I believe. And this is what stuck with me last night on Friday Night Live. He says, well, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help with my unbelief. And I want you to pay attention to this man's willingness to admit his doubt and his disbelief. Because what he really expresses is the reality of no matter how much you go to church, no matter how much you read your Bible, no matter how many days you are on declared victory, no matter how many times you go to Bible study, you're on TNT Bible study, no matter how many testimonies you have from the past, he really expresses to us 
that every now and then our flesh will get the best of us. And no matter how faithful we attempt to be, that there's always something working in us that seems to be working and pulling against us. Because if you're broke for a couple of days, you got enough faith to believe that he'll bless you as long as it don't take him longer than a week. But I wish somebody would be honest in the room today. But if you really want to see where your faith is, be broke for two weeks. Be broke for two months. Be broke for two years. It's okay to be sick as long as you got a cold like I got this morning, and you know it's going to pass in a couple days, but be sick for two weeks. Be sick for two years. Be sick unto death, and let's see where your faith and your focus really is. Because what I'm trying to tell you, he's willing to admit his doubt and disbelief because he ain't playing church games with himself. He said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help with my unbelief. I said he can do it because he's not drowning in self-deception. Because when you are drowning in self-deception, it will cause you to believe and think more highly of yourself than you really ought to think. Well, since that didn't bless y'all, let me throw this out here for free. Because you do know that there are only two types of people in the world. You have people who are what I like to call meaningful specifics, and then you have another group of people who are called a wandering generality. The wandering generality of people uh, who are always waiting for something to happen, but the meaningful specifics of people who have come in touch and in tune with themselves to the point where they understand that God didn't just put me on this planet to just wander around and try and figure it out as I go. The meaningful, the meaningful specifics understand that if, I had, that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, even in the midst of what I'm going through, I wouldn't be here in the first place. And the meaningful specifics understand that if I'm going to get from where I am to where God wants me to be, it's going to take God to make it happen. And so they're not overwhelmingly consumed with what kind of car they drive or what kind of clothes they wear or what kind of crib that they live in. They understand that whatever I have, God gave me. And whatever I know, God taught me. And wherever I'm going, God's got to take me. And so they're not unwilling to admit that their faith flunders from time to time and say, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help with my unbelief. He's willing to admit his doubt and disbelief. And so he says, God, so, and so God says, well, bring the boy to me. So let me cut across the field, y'all, because my time is just about up. Uh, because verse 24 says that the crowd rushed to the scene, but before they could get there, Jesus spoke to that deaf and dumb spirit and said, listen, come out of him and never enter him again. And so verse 26, I need you to pay attention, watch this, to the destruction that's all, that always comes prior to departure. Because verse 26 says that the spirit shrieked, convulsed the boy violently, but the spirit came out. Because God is trying to teach us that there will always be demonic destruction prior to demonic departure. And, 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 and somebody need to catch what I'm throwing this morning because you need to understand that just because the devil is tearing up things in your life is not a sign that he's having his way. It could be an indication that he's gotten his eviction notice and he'll always tear up some things when he knows he's got to go. 
I wish I could get somebody to 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 to, to get excited and and say with me, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back because he'll tear up your family when he knows he's got to go. He'll tear up your finances when he knows he's got to go. He'll tear up your church when he knows he's got to go. But don't get discouraged because he's tearing up the stuff in your life. It could be a sign that he knows he's got his eviction notice and he's got to vacate the premises. I wish I could get somebody in their spirit to say, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll always tear up some things when he knows he's got to go. But check this out. I'm through. I quit. I quit. I quit. Because check this out. The text word also shows us another thing, because the text says that once Jesus gave the, the devil his eviction notice, that the crowd makes this diagnosis, and the crowd says in verse 26, they said, oh, man, he's dead. Notice the diagnosis of the crowd. This daddy brought this boy to Jesus, believing Jesus would heal him. And now it looks like the Lord has killed him. Wow. Now, I need to tell y'all this in my closing. Don't ever trust the diagnosis of the crowd. Because pay attention now. In verse 25, it says that the crowd ran to the scene. And they ran because crowds will always run to what seems to be sensational and spectacular. You, you can never trust the opinion and you can't trust the diagnosis of somebody who's always trying to see and experience the spectacular. Because if it ain't sen sensational enough for them, if it ain't spectacular enough for them, they will always make, misdiagnose your situation. I wish somebody catch what I'm throwing because your friend is saying, how did it feel? But the bottom line is, it doesn't matter how it felt. At the end of the day, it's about knowing he's got the power to do anything but fail. And so whether you feel it or not, it doesn't matter because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. But if you trust him when you can't trace him, track him, or trail him, you know that he's never tried to hurt you. He's never tried to harm you. He's only tried to help you, and he's only trying to heal you when you stay focused on him. So the crowd was seeking the spectacular, but they had the nerve to make this diagnosis and say, oh boy, he, he must be dead. And so the second piece to this is you need to know that just because there are people who are in close proximity to Christ, it doesn't mean that they believe in the power of Christ. Because you got a lot of people who are in close proximity, but they don't necessarily believe in the power. In fact, today they have a form of godliness, but they are denying the power thereof. Wow. And just because you're close doesn't mean that you got it right. And finally, finally today, y'all, you can't trust the diagnosis of the crowd because you got to beware of stupid people particularly when they're in large groups. I, 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 wish, I wish I could tell you today to be where a stupid people.com. Check it, check it out when you, get, when you get a chance because stupid people rarely know what they're talking about. Stupid people will make, misdiagnose the situation every time. That's why, that's why you married people, you really need to leave your single friends where they are. Because I'm trying to figure out how your single friend going to help you handle your husband. And she ain't had a man lately. And she couldn't keep the one that she had. I, I'm not messing with nobody. But the shouting verse is verse 27. Because verse 27 says, but Jesus took him by the hand and he arose. Because the Bible's trying to teach us emphatically that it really doesn't matter how dead you look. 
because our God has the power. He's got the power to do anything but fail. Wow. I thank God that people don't have the last word over my life. Because just because it looks like I'm dead, it doesn't mean that I'm done. Because I may just be doing the rope-a-dope. I got some boxing fans. In 1975, there was a rumble in the jungle. Y'all remember when Muhammad Ali was scheduled to fight against George Foreman in Zaire, Africa. And Ali, y'all, was the underdog. Uh, 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 against the younger, bigger, and stronger George Foreman. But Ali decided that uh, what he would do is go to Zaire and train in Zaire while uh, Foreman trained uh, in the United States. And every now and then, you remember on Wild Wide World of Sports, you could see Muhammad training in Africa, and the crowd would be chanting, Ali, Ali. And the day came when it was time to go into the ring and for Ali and Foreman to get it on. And Ali stepped in the ring against the bigger George Foreman. And Ali, y'all, walked in the ring and instead of dancing, instead of doing the Ali shuffle, he just leaned back against the ropes. And, and he leaned back up against the ropes for about eight rounds. And Ali let George Foreman throw his best punches. Ali let uh, Foreman throw haymakers, let him throw left and right hooks, let him throw his best jabs. And Ali just leaned back on the ropes. But what Foreman didn't understand was that the ropes would cushion every one of his blows. And about the eighth round, what Ali did was he came off those ropes and y'all, he threw y'all his best punch and knocked Foreman smooth out. And Ali, y'all became uh, the heavyweight champion of the world one more time. And in the interview after the fight, Howard Cosell said, well, Cassius, let me ask you, how did you win the fight? And he said, well, when I went in, Howard, with the strategy and my strategy was that I would rope that dope. I would lean back on the ropes and let him throw his best punch. And by the time I thought that he was tired, that's when I knocked him out. And what I'm trying to tell somebody on the line today, that every now and then you got to do the rope-a-dope on the devil. Every now and then, lean back. I heard Fat Joe say, lean back, lean back, and rock from side to side. Lean back, let him throw his best punch. But every punch he throws, the ropes will help you absorb the punch. I wish I had a witness here because somebody listening to me right now, you're doing the rope-a-dope on the devil. In this COVID-19, we're doing the rope-a-dope. Is there anybody here that can testify? I don't have enough money, but I'm doing the rope-a-dope. I might be depressed, but I'm just doing the rope-a-dope. It looks like my family is falling apart, but I'm doing the rope-a-dope. I lost my job, but I still got a smile on my face because I'm doing the rope-a-dope. Might be sick, look like it's over, but I'm doing the rope-a-dope because it ain't over until God says it's over. And somebody ought to give him a praise because I came to tell you whatever you do, stay focused on God. Don't write God off because God ain't wrote, wrote you off and it ain't over until God says it's over. I'll rise again. I'll sing again. I'll preach again. I'll praise again because my focus is on God. May God bless you. May God keep you. Is our prayers. I thank you so much for uh, enduring me. Uh, is there anyone that didn't get a chance to say good morning? Now is your time. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God bless. This is Patricia. Good morning, Sister Patricia. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Thank you for your declaration. You're welcome. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. 
Hey, y'all. It's in the house. Brother Eric. Brother Eric. Yes, sir. Brother Eric. Yes, sir. Why you ain't at church? You seven-day Adventist. You should be in church. Why you ain't at church? It's 7 o'clock. I'll be in church in about an hour. Thank you. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Okay. I'm not Anyone saying, else? Come on. Go ahead. Okay. Any, anyone else? Hey, it's Dee Dee. Love you, bro. Good work. Hey, Dee. Bless you. Good morning. It's Prosperous Ham doing a rope dope over here. All Great right, word. Prosperous Ham. Praise God. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. Hey, Tina. Hey, Tina. Wait, somebody please mute your line. Call somebody. Wait, somebody please mute your line. Okay, there you go. All right. Hey, Tina, how you doing? I'm good. Good morning, everyone. All right. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, morning, Pastor Good morning. Good morning. All right. Excellent declaration. Praise God. As we move into love, life, and victory, all right, were there any aha moments, any questions, any comments, anything you want to share? Now's your time. Let's do it. Pastor Lavelle, good morning. This is Sister Sister Tracy. Hey, Um, Tracy. Hey, excellent, excellent decoration, especially when you talked about the rope-a-dope. Um, I forgot that Muhammad Ali was a strategist and that the way you said he leaned back on the ropes and he just waited and then he executed. Um, sometimes I have, that declaration this, rem- this morning reminded me that I have to just sit back and just wait and then let God execute. You know, everything is in timing. So thank you so much for that powerful declaration on this morning. Praise God for you, Sister Tracy. You know who else said that? Fat Joe said that too. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) All right. Anyone else? Now's your time. Good morning, Pastor LaValle. This is Miss B. Hey! The decoration. As usual. Well, praise God for you. Anybody else? No aha moments? Hi, this is Sister Sylvia. Hey, Sister Sylvia. Hi, thank you for that great declaration. Uh, Everything you said just resonated, but the last part really stuck out about how we are um, on the rope of dope during this pandemic. I have a few sisters, uh, and we've been doing... Uh, Bible study, and we've been doing, we've been, have started a writing group where we're writing our books, and two of the women that are homeowners have been doing, you know, able to stay home, not drive through traffic, have time to spend with their children, and they said that the words that they use all the time when we get together is blessed during a pandemic. And all right. Can, and I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of, it's been a lot of tragedy, but there are some people like the three of us who feel like we've been blessed during the pandemic. That God didn't right. stop blessing us. God didn't stop pouring into us. God didn't stop giving us what we need. And we stand and believing in him that this too shall pass. But we feel like we've been blessed during the pandemic. Have more time to spend with him. We're told to meditate on his, on his guide and everything he wants for us. So that's what resonated for me is 
you know, standing, getting back, being back on the ropes and being pushing and have every guy be that pushing, even in the middle of a pandemic. So thank you so much. All right. Praise God. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Now's your time. Now's your time. Yes. Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, I really appreciate um, your declaration this morning. Def, um, definitely um, that passage um, was, is excellent, you know, especially during this time and season that we're going through. Um, just like the the man when, you know, he, he, he had faith, you know, because he took his, his child to the disciples to get help. And then even though they weren't able to help him, um, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes we get discouraged, you know, when we actually are looking at what's going on, like, you know, he went into convulsions during that time, you know, and you're looking at what's going on around you. And it's just like, you know, you've been, it's been going on for a while now, you know, like, when is it going to end, you know, as far as everything. And so you get discouraged, but, you know, he said, you know, I believe, you know, we believe that God is in control. We believe that God is there and we believe that he's with us. And at the same time, sometimes you say, well, just help my unbelief <coughs> you know, during that time because you're looking at the situation. So we don't take our eyes off of God. When we take our eyes off of God, we look at what's going on around us and we doesn't, it doesn't look um, hopeful, you know. And so, but as long as we keep our eyes on God and keep our, our eyes uh, on him, things, um, you know, he, he let us know that, you know, we believe, long as we believe that he can, that he will, you know, and that he shows us that he will. And then that's during this time, you know, this is the first time out of 13 years um, of me being in the profession that I've been in that I haven't actually had a full-time job, you know, and so, but God has been taking care of me. You know, Jehovah Jireh definitely has been my provider, and I thank them um, each and every day. And so I thank you for your declaration this morning, and I'm on the road Praise as God. well. All right. Anyone else? That's good. Good dialogue. Anyone else? Did you did you did you did you notice the fact that he was willing to admit his doubt and disbelief? And and in essence, he was saying, I ain't playing church games that, Lord, I believe, but sometimes I need you to help with my unbelief because of what I'm dealing with. And I think somebody needs to be totally transparent and honest right there, because because when uh, it's a hard time and when you're going through hard times, I I said last night uh, on Friday Night Live that. we need to be honest when folks ask you, how you doing? And you just be like, oh, I'm all right. I'm blessed and highly favored and this and that. No. And when you're really dealing, you're really going through something. You're really dealing, you know. And sometimes you just need to say, you know what? I'm not doing well right now. I'm not, I'm not doing the best right now. Anybody ever hey, been there? Hey, yeah. it's Didi. You know, you know, I'm very transparent. Um, and I thank you for the rope of dope and the reminder because I did understand. I didn't understand why I was born in my birth order. And y'all know I tell, talk about my brother who who treated me like a boy, for real. He taught me how to dance, how to dance. He taught me how to fight and how to bob and we, all of that. And so when you start talking about lean back, lean back, it made me think about when I took my boxing class. So I could, I could fight in the physical, but the spiritual fight was so different. So I thank you for 
for your analogy this morning. I thank you for talking about being honest because we do um, show up and present ourselves like we got it all together when we really don't. Like we could we could say we're fine and we're blessed and we're speaking in tongues and falling out and shouting, but the inside is in a war. Like our souls just need a reset sometimes. And so I'm grateful that you shared the way that you shared and, and not trying to keep going back to Friday Night Live, but that was such a healing last night. It started off heavy, but I tell you what, I had so many people reach out and say thank you for that dialogue because we don't do that enough. We don't really say, hey, I'm hurting. Things are not good for me and good that there are some people that are being blessed during this pandemic, but that's not everybody's story. So I'm just grateful that we will be open and transparent and say, hey, Right now, I'm hurting. Can can we pray? Can we talk? What can, you know what I mean? Because we're not in this walk alone. Um, so I'm grateful for you, baby brother. I love you. Thank you for your share. Love you too. And it was so good to have Mama on the line last night, Didi. That she was she she imparted so much wisdom in us last night on the line. Oh, that was awesome. I, I started to mute you and her though. Okay, I'm going to unmute. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Hey. hey. Hey, one, one, one correction. Um, Foreman did also train in Africa at the same time. Um, I, I don't, I don't know this beforehand because you know that was before my time. But uh, I saw the documentary, and so if you, if you ever want to see documentary when we are kings, that's 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 the only correction I have. Otherwise, this was a, a, a great uh, declaration, man. Um, it, it's it's great that we we serve a God, man, who who uh, who's able to fill in the gaps when when our, our faith fails. It's great to know a, a God that that uh, uh, didn't rebuke. He didn't rebuke the man, but saying help my unbelief. But he acknowledged the man um, um, that the man was transparent in his limitations. What Christ already knew already, but you know God already knows. But He just wants us to 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 admit it. Uh, so that we can know where we stand and, and know that we serve a God that's, that's able to, to uh, overcome uh, a God who looks beyond all our faults and, and, and sees our needs. Um, I love the fact when you talk about, you know, when the, when, when, when the devil uh, uh, is, is tearing up your place, you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that may be a sign that that's a sign that, you know, he's about to go, that God is about to move him from, from your life. You know, and it's awful. Often in my times of, of of greatest trouble, I've only been steps from 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 my overcoming, and so uh, it was a great declaration. That's what spoke to me. God bless you, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Pray for me when you get to church, brother E. Tell tell that lovely wife of yours to pray for me too. All right. Um, anyone else? Come on. I mean, I got a few more minutes and we're going to shut down. Anybody else? Any aha moments for you? Any blessed moments for you where the word was concerned during the declaration? No? I can, I can say something. Come on, say something. I can say um, that I'm pretty, I'm very, 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 I just get, okay, I get tongue-tied, um, but not on the guitar and singing. But anyhow, I realized that, being I got this sickness, you said something 
And you said something to the extent of even if you're sick or if you're not sick or uh, something to that extent, but you still got to praise the Lord. You're going to praise the Lord one way till you die. And um, that's where I'm at. I'm on the, on the extent of, like, I'm going to have this sickness all my life, all my life. I'm going to be struggling, straggling, or, or whatever. But God is on my side, and, and that's what I heard from you. And, and, and all my life I'm going to be doing this, even when I'm playing music. I had slowed down playing my music just to get closer to my Lord, to get closer to the God that I know that I serve. And, you know, I've been all around the world. And I, can, I can do it again. That was another thing he was talking about. And I can do that again. If I want to put my mind to it, I can go ahead and go around the world. Even with the COVID, I can go around the world. Because, in fact, I believe. And I believe in the Lord. And I believe that what's going on with me and my, um, my quote, unquote, sickness, it's, it's still I get closer and closer and closer to the Lord. So I want to thank you for your decoration. And, um, well, amen. praise God for you. All right. Praise God for you. All right. Yes. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? I just have to say something because that's my sister, Pastor Lavelle. This is Sister Priscilla. You mentioned something about help my unbelief and the power of the tongue in what she just said. Yes, God has given, I mean, she has a challenge in her body. And, um, but nothing, you also mentioned nothing is impossible with God if you believe. But help my unbelief. Okay. So I just want to impart that and I hope she gets it. And if you don't, please tell me on the phone and we'll talk about it because I didn't like the sound there. So I'm coming against that sound a little bit because I, I get it while she's saying it. I know what her what her problem is in her body. I know what the doctors have said, but I know the God that we serve. So that's all I got to say about that <laughs> part. So you, you mentioned that, and, and I got it, and it's strong, and it has to do with our guys can do the impossibility, regardless of what the doctor says, regardless of what anybody says. Amen. All right. Amen. Hey, I want to, this is Didi. I want to touch and agree with you too, Priscilla and, and Patricia. First of all, don't claim that as your sickness. It's not. Stop. It's like Amen. your sister said, watch what you say. That's no, Don't claim that. I don't care what the doctors say, the reports, what symptoms you have. Just like I suffered for years. I'm 53. And since birth, I, I suffered from ocular migraines for years, but they weren't mine. So we're praying and standing in like Pastor Lavelle said about the disbelief. You said you believe him, so believe him for that too. Don't claim that. Don't claim that. It's yours. I love you. That's it. Amen. Thank you. All Thank right. you for that. All That's right. what actually. Y'all, so, wait, 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 wait. Somebody's trying to watch the computer and on the phone. That's what that is. Somebody on the computer and on the phone. That's what the feedback is. All right. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, Actually, when I had the accident, um, and it was up in the it, up in the mountains, it was up in uh, Sonoma Hills County, and I was pretty much, uh, you know, the only person that of color uh, with a whole bunch of friends, and um, it happened up there, and when it happened, I was on the lake. I was in the water. Actually, I was in the water. My, the people, the, the girls, they pulled me out of the water. I'm gonna make a long story short. They pulled me. Pulled me out of the water and everything, and I got back into the, uh, you know, back on on to to to, to land, and uh, they pulled me on onto a tube, an inner tube, 
onto the um, ambulance. When I got into the ambulance, I looked at the people that I was around. Um, and um, I mean, it's holy, it's holy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I looked at the people that was around me, and I was just laying there. I told them not to touch me. Don't touch me. The guy, the lady, told me, "Look, we're going to shoot you up with morphine." She shot me up with morphine. At the same time, she told me not to throw up, and you know, don't spit up, and everything else. I still looked at the people, and then at that particular time, at that particular moment, I prayed. I prayed, and I prayed, and then I prayed in tongues. Then when I prayed in tongues, I just laid down and let God do the rest. That's Amen. all I got to say. Amen. Praise God, Patricia. Amen. God bless you. Yeah. All right. I got I got time for a couple more, and I'm going to uh, conclude the call. Anyone else? Anyone else? Now it's your time. Yes, yes this is Sister Sylvia again. I, I just was reminded, just listening to the healing and not claiming sickness, I had a, a really something going on with my ankle and my foot uh, some years back, and they wanted to go in and do surgery on my foot. And so I went on a rafting trip, and the name of the trip was called Healing Waters up in the Sacramento mm-hmm. River. Well, I've never been rafting before, long story short, and they train us and what to do and everything. Well, guess who got thrown out of the raft? Me. And thank God yeah, I was yeah. a swimmer, and the water was shallow once I discovered I could stand up in it. And so the long story short, I was able to get back on the raft and everything like that. I want you to know that I have not to this day had that surgery because once I came out of that water, I didn't have that problem with my foot anymore. I didn't have that problem with my ankle anymore. The pain, the stiffness, everything just went away. When I got back the weekday, I called Kaiser and canceled that surgery. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, hey, good yeah. morning. Um, hey, hey, walking word. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> um, great share. Thank you. Um, just a combination of what you said and what I'm hearing. I just want to put something kind of in the middle. Um, it's kind of like a juxtaposition. It's like from one extreme to another, and I don't even think we understand what we say sometimes. We don't even realize it, right? Um, like we were saying about the healing, what we got to look at is more than a mental ascension towards what you believe. So you can say it or not. You can put it out there or not. We say a whole bunch of stuff. Words are very powerful. Um, claiming a sickness is not denying that you don't have some issues, but how can you call it out unless you name it, right? So it's more than just me not saying it. It's more than just me saying I believe. It's my heart condition and my heart posture towards God, right? That's why the whole help my um, belief was necessary because you recognize it was more than me just saying I believe because he said I believe. However, help me in the areas and the depths of where I really like when I'm all by myself and I'm all alone and nobody can see me or hear me. Help me in those moments when I'm falling to the floor and when I'm sliding down the wall or when, you know, I can't be having the strong face on or whatever it is that I present before people. When I get by myself and I'm most vulnerable before him and open and exposed and naked and feeling sometimes ashamed, God, help me in those areas. So it goes past your just your confession. If it's not, you know, that confession is made with the mouth, but it's the heart that believes unto righteousness. That's all and about with the salvation. Mouth. Come on and now. With the mouth. 
Yeah. We confess yeah. with our mouths, but it's the heart that believes unto righteousness, right? So we got to get past our mouth and our head and get really into our hearts to really believe. And here's another thing about healing. There's so many things about healing that really if we're not going through it, it's hard to speak to somebody in it, like you were saying, you know, suffer for two years and then come talk to me about faith. Well, look at Paul. What did he have to say? It didn't stop him from asking God for healing, but God said after he asked three times, and I'm just so reminded, thank you, Holy Spirit, that Jesus, even in the garden, asked three times to be delivered from that cup, to let that cup pass. His grace is still sufficient is what he's saying. So if God is saying to you that my grace is sufficient for you in the midst of your illness, that means that you are still going to accomplish the assignment that he has for you and you still will complete what you have to do in spite of the illness or the sickness. Right? Because some of us just have some stuff we got to deal with in this life. And so I'm just so grateful that his grace is so sufficient that we will complete our assignments. We will get it done. And some of us have to do it in pain. And some of us have to do it through pain. But I believe in that confession that we hold on to the manifestation until we see our healing. And just like the Hebrew boys, if he don't deliver, it's not because he can. It's because he wants to use it for his glory. But we still believe he can and he will. I just wanted to say that. Lisa, next time you do a declaration, I'm going to get a dictionary and I'm going to say some words on your declaration and, wow. and you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry a, I'm if a, I said anything <laughs> that was not understandable because I really just felt that I, I really believe that okay. it was clear too okay, it was, good, good. It really was. I mean really, really was. thank you that's my plan <laughs> yes ma'am good morning I just want to um just tell you what I saw and heard and that your uh in the midst of your declaration it was actually showed because sister Priscilla came on and said I mean, yeah, Sister Priscilla came on and said something and her sister, the audience came back and put that thing down. And then she talked about the audience that was around her when she got sick. So your word when you was talking about, you know, watch the audience and how you know, don't listen to, the crowd. you know, the, what the, audience, the, the crowd. crowd, the diagnosis mm-hmm. of the crowd. It was just manifested right there in when she shared. So thank God, because it was confirmed of your declaration. Right. Never because crowds seem to run to what seems sensational and spectacular. And they will do it every time. And that's why they will mis- misdiagnose your situation every time. All right. Why you say That's they? A, Isn't that we? We all waiting for a sign. We want to see them. See, 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 Lisa. See, 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 Lisa again. See, Lisa, see. Don't we no, tell the truth. We do. We, that's us. <laughs> call it, call it, call it, sis. <laughs> yes, we. Okay, Lisa, we. Okay, we. All right? All right. A- anyone else before we close? It's 730. Any, anything else before we close? Didi, you texting me? Somebody texting me. Okay. No, okay. I'm doing a lean back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you and Fat Joe. All right. Y'all, thank y'all so much this morning for um for asking me to uh, do the declaration this morning. I, I'm trying to remember who that was that asked me to do it. Um um, looking at my phone right now, um, who was it that asked me to but do the declaration? It's probably Moni, but I confirmed. It was Moni. Let's say, okay. yeah, and Rochelle confirmed, so I just go behind okay. Moni. So can you do no, a part okay. two next Saturday? Actually, what? no, no she I'm busy. No, she don't. Rochelle, Rochelle is a bully now. I'm just gonna say that. 
Uh-uh, Dee Dee. He learned well. You know, I do what I'm told, yes. Hey, 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 Moni is Dion's hitman. Don't don't y'all don't fool yourself. She that's beyond hit man. She got some snipers on her team. Uh, can you do the part two next next Saturday? No, because you doing it next Saturday. I know I it. You probably on next Saturday. next Saturday. See, I knew it. No, no, no. You on next week, Lisa? Ain't you? Do a follow Saturday? up. Do a follow up next Stop. Saturday. Stop it! Stop it! Hey, right. Pastor Lavelle. This is Natasha. So, yeah, it was Moni that called you out for the declaration, and I reached out to you. And oh, I that just was want you, to say, Natasha. Okay. Yes, how you doing? Um, oh, so glad to hear your voice and hear your sound. One of the things that I thought about when you talked about the devil coming in and tearing up stuff is just the state of where we are in this world and what's going on. Um, there's a lot of wreck- wreckage that's being caused and a lot of pain that hurt that's being caused, but the blessings that happen in causing us to um, get closer to God um, is truly something to 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 force us to be still and, and, and listen to how God is speaking with, to us. So just thank you for your word. There were so well, many gems in what you said. Um, appreciate getting I'm, a chance to hear I'm, you. I'm honored that you and Moni reached out to me in the last week and asking me. It's been I don't know, six, seven months since I did a declaration on this line, but I, I, I'm honored to be asked to do it, that you guys think that much of me to ask me to do it. And I thank you for thinking of me. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay, y'all. I quit. That's it. That's it. Y'all get off my line. Listen, um, I put hey, online. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Before you go, oh, can Lisa I just encourage again. people? I just want to encourage people um, in spite of what we're going through. And everybody's not prospering during this pandemic, but don't forget to look up. Yes. Don't forget to look up in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of depression, in the midst of your tests and your trials. There is still something that we can look up and be grateful to God, and that will help us in the midst of, you know, um, the depths of our stuff. we got to be able still to look up to a faithful God. Right. I like that. Amen. And I just have a couple things just real quick. Yesterday, I was tested for the first time, did my first COVID test, and y'all, it wasn't that bad. I mean, they, they tried to go through my, uh, to my brain, through my nostrils, but I made it. I made it through, and I want to encourage you all to be safe. Uh, those of you who are members of my church, uh, Stockton and Sacramento, we are not congregating tomorrow. Uh, we will do it right here online. Uh, so if you're on Declared Victory at 9 a.m., um, you are more than welcome to watch um, um, uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, also, we're doing a toy drive. Uh, our toy drive uh, is on December the 19th uh, in Sacramento and Stockton. If you know a family who is less fortunate and they have children, they need toys, y'all please inbox me, let me know. And then the week after, we're doing the 200 backpacks for the homeless uh, with Feminine products, toilet paper, toothbrush, toothpaste, hand sanitizer, gloves, hats, everything, uh, you name it. I have a whole list. I think I put it on my page. Uh, so uh, if you all want to help and be a blessing, um, you please, please um, help us in that. Next time, it may be your family. It may be your church. You might need me to help. So please, um, my brothers and sisters, uh, help us in that endeavor, okay? Um, 
If you know a family that stands in need, uh, y'all please inbox me. Y'all, when I posted that, only one person said something. Now, if I'd have posted something funny or something like that, everybody would have uh, chimed in and stuff. But I'm trying to, we're trying to be a blessing to those who are less fortunate and those who stand in need. So uh, if you know somebody, please inbox me, okay? I love every last one of you. Y'all have an awesome day in the Lord today. Uh, look for me on Facebook tomorrow, Greater Harvest Fellowship Church, um, or my name, Lavelle Jones, and we, we will do live at 9 a.m. and um, hear an awesome word from the 23rd number of Psalm tomorrow. So y'all have a wonderful day. Pastor, Blessings. Yes. Pastor, one quick thing. I just want to just say this real quick. If you're in the Oakland area or around, especially around East Oakland, we're going to be feeding um, the community today at about, I think, 9 o'clock. So um, if you have anything to do and understand, like, uh, um, to please support Pastor, church is still um, going during this pandemic. The church is still doing ministry. We're at 7007 MacArthur Boulevard. That's between 73rd and 69th. We're going to be feeding people today. Tell them the name of your church, Eric. Wings of Love. Wings of Love, Maranatha Ministries. All right. So we love if you can come down and help us in our ministry. Thank you. That's all. All right. Y'all have a blessed one. Love you all. You bye. too. Love you. Lean back. Everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. I love Lean you guys. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Rope a goat. Rope a goat. Rope a goat. Rope a goat.
and the truth. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God.